Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Separated your deep ball from everybody else. My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, I never get too low, but just keep moving. The the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim Huda. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. How's everybody doing tonight? We got a special guest. We got the Burrow baby, Cal <laughs> guy himself. With the Sacramento Kings live in effect. How you doing tonight, Kyle? I'm doing good, y'all. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here, man. I know we talked to you off the air just a second ago. You just finished practice. How do you feel? Do you feel like you want to just fall out on the ground and tell people what is that like right after NBA practice? <laughs> um, during COVID, it's a little different than last year. So this is my second year, my rookie year. Like, you know, we get after it and um I think a lot of people have this conception that, like, we don't really practice and stuff like that. We do. It's 82-game season. It's not going to be as long as, as the college practice where that could get up to three hours, no problem. Um, but during COVID, man, like, we have so few practices and we got so many games back-to-back this year. Um, and after a back-to-back, it's automatic off day. So, um you know, the, the, the practices have been a little lighter. They're trying to, you know, make sure guys stay healthy and, and whatnot because that's been an issue. But, um, but it's, 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 been a, it's been a blast, man. Definitely. So, obviously, you're a huge diehard Bengals fan, but you're a Hooper, too. Did you ever think about, like, a potential football career? Obviously, you made the NBA. You, you're an elite uh, basketball player. But did you ever think about football? Yeah, that was my so that was my first love. I uh, the only reason I quit football is because I got a in eighth grade I got a Division two offer for basketball, and I wasn't growing like everybody else for football. So I was like, maybe I should just see how how far this will go. I had a back injury. I'm in football. I'm like, let me just stick to basketball. Um, but like uh, growing up, my dad was my coach from first grade to. Uh, sixth grade, we won two Super Bowls as the Cincinnati Bengals in Indy, which was awesome. We uh, so that was my first love. We were like we were in a magazine because we were in fourth grade running the spread offense. Like football was has always been pretty much number one, uh, number one sport in my life. Um, but now it's now it's tied for first with with basketball. So I got I gotta ask, what positions did you play when you played football? Yeah, I was quarterback. Um, okay, which is yeah. So and, and then. And then when um, on defense, because I was I was tall and lanky, so I played defensive end. But anytime the other team got in shotgun, I would just go back and play safety, because um, like they you you know they're throwing it, they're not doing any like RPOs or anything like that. So, do, I mean, do you do you secretly I guess watch like football game? Like, how close are you to watching football now? Like, does it 
you know, like I always watch people like rappers and stuff want to be basketball players. Is it the same way with like professional basketball players? Do you secretly just be like, damn, I could go out there and go do it still? Yes. I don't think I, I'm, I'm pretty realistic. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'd run over Ray Lewis or anything like that. But like, I, I, I was, I really feel like I could play a little bit of wide receiver. Me, It's funny because uh, before every practice, like me and like three teammates, we make sure we have a football and we just like run routes against each other, like play one-on-one and so forth. So, uh, so yes, what, what, teammates? Like that. what teammates? Uh, it's, it's me, Justin James, Robert Woodard. He's a, he's a rookie. Um, Fox always ta- he talks Fox talks like he's you know because he's fast as hell, but he's like, yeah, I'd be a great wide receiver, but then he never does it. So, but <laughs> we get after it's fun. Um, I, I mean, I guess piggybacking off of that too, like tell us about. I know you were telling me just now. Shout out to your father who knew who I was, which I thought was like crazy. Who knew me and Ace were, which I think nobody knows me at all, but. Uh, just talk to me like early on, like what, when did you become like a Bengals fan? I know like most of it maybe was on the strength of your father. Were there any influences like early on that you just really remember? Yeah. So <clears throat> I really didn't have a choice if we're being completely honest. Like as soon as I was, <laughs> soon as I was born, that's how it was. Like when my little brother was born, my dad pulled my stepmom aside um, right before the baby shower. And he's like, we need to talk about something serious. And she's like, Oh crap! Like, what, what are we about to talk about? Like, baby shower? You know, I'm six months pregnant, whatever. And he was like, "Look, I know you're from Indianapolis, but I don't want to see anybody bringing in some Colts onesies, pacifiers, anything like that." Like, he's a Bengals fan. He's 18, then he can decide. And she was like, "You mother! Like, what are you doing? You, you stage this all dramatized it and shit." So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, so I didn't have a choice. But once I like was balls to the wall once I like actually could understand and you know growing up obviously it's really hard to root against Ocho Cinco when he's on your team and like he has one of the greatest influences in NFL history so like Facts. um it was really easy to get behind that and then we had Palmer Hushmanzada I met Peter Work at a Waffle House like that was just like <laughs> Me and Ace are big time work uh, fans, bro. Like me and Ace are like, like we very rarely meet. Like we talk to people all the time about Peter Ward and they'd be like, what? And we, on the show, we, we show them so much love on it. Like I'm, I'm dying for the day. If you were a fan, like in our era, like Zim and Kyler saying like Peter Ward was like that guy. Like, yeah, he might. Some people feel like he didn't live up to the hype, but to us, it was like, my very first jersey was like a Peter up jersey. And it's crazy because I was telling Zim and I always tell this story. Back in 2017, when we picked Ross, I was living in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. So Peter up is big there at FSU. So yeah. I walk in with my TO Bengals jersey on to this draft party that my friend invites me to. And I see Peter up at the bar. So, you know, immediately I make a beeline over to talk to Peter up. And that was one of like the dopest draft moments that I've ever had because usually I'm at home watching it by myself or something like right. that but to be able to watch it with P-Dub and for him to show us love because we were Bengals fans and had that connection because nobody there was Bengals fans because we were in Florida right but the two dudes being there and meeting P-Dub was just a dope moment for sure. That's, that's sick I, it's, it's funny you said that was one of your first jerseys so my first two jerseys I got at the same time I didn't buy them I got it was presents from my dad it was Carson Palmer and Odell Thurman 
Woo! I still got an Odell Thurman. Hey, I was it's, like, like, it's like random though, right? Like you got Odell Nah, Thurman. nah. At the you time, got... bro, Odell Thurman yeah, was Odell like, Thurman was that guy though. Like Odell at the Thurman time, that that's like like that's no more random to me than like somebody like one of my first jerseys that I could really remember. It's like Malaluga, and at the time, it doesn't seem like that much now. But like at the time, though, Malaluga was like you know a big yeah. Deal. After that like, draft, it was sure. a big deal. Yeah, my brother yeah, got yeah. me one of those after that draft. But Thurman just means that you were really in the trenches, bro. That means that you were really in the Huda Nation because there's still people to this day that are like, bro, why did we let Odell Thurman go? There's still people to this day that still talk about Odell Thurman. For like sure. before Tez, it was Odell Thurman, bro. Right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um. Like so, being from Indianapolis, everyone's a Colts fan, and they're winning a Super Bowl. They got Peyton Manning. Man, it it was it's so frustrating because every year I'm that guy, and me and my dad were like, "This is it. This is our year. This is our year." And every year, just kind of like, don't quite meet the expectations. That is so tough for a elementary school to middle school kid, like around a winning, like surrounded by a winning city, like. Uh, but you know miserable. what's so great about you being on here right now is that, and I, I know you're probably going to think I'm like just 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 jiggling your nuts or whatever, but listen, <laughs> you being a champion and being a Bengals fan means a lot to a lot of people. I don't think you realize, like, if you guys haven't followed the story and just watched it, you know, the championship run with the um, Virginia Cavaliers, um please make sure you guys go check it out because even if you're not like a fan of like uh college basketball, like Kyle guy was a big, big factor, like in that run. Can you tell everybody like, what is it like? Like there's a Bengals fan that's starving for a championship. Like, what is it like? Like, like the run going through it, like when you feel like you're really close and then, you know, these moments that we get as Bengals fans and we're like, ah, oh. and then to, to finally get over that hump, like just right. walk us through some of that stuff. Yeah. So, Obviously, we, we had this huge upset the year before, so there's all this, uh, re like, revenge or redemption, whatever you want to call it, like, have this chip on right. the whole the whole following season. Uh, we end up being the number one seed again. And from game one, again, every game was, was close. Like, we had these defining moments where, you know, we had to get over the hump. We had to, you know, dig deeper and, and, and find ways to win. And that's, like – what you that's why you play sports kind of is like obviously a win but like go through those moments like those defining moments like when when i hit the free throws in the final four the game before that where we had the buzzer beater in overtime or the championship which also in the overtime like those define you in, in life also like those moments that you're able to continuously overcome um so to be corny and cliche i take that to being a Bengals fan as like i keep getting knocked on the chin every year but one year it's gonna pay off so Nah, that's facts. That's real. Uh, the one thing I got to ask you, though, is I know everybody always asks you about the tournament, but March Madness, I, I really can say that there's no playoff in sports that's intense from, like, game one to the end like March mm -hmm. Madness. Do they allow you guys – obviously, everybody fills out their brackets. Do they allow you guys as players to fill out your own brackets, or is there, like, any kind of gray area or anything like that? Nah, super. It's not even a gray area. Super not allowed to. Um, oh wow. Which, which like, I get it, but it it was weird for three years because I was there for three years not filling one out because 
every Thursday and Friday, all I did in high school and middle school was I would fill out brackets and I would go to B Dubs with 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 my friends or with my with my dad or whatever to go uh, to watch the game. So it was weird, like not filling out uh, my own bracket, but. Maybe I did a few on the side. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Hey, duh, hey like, I'm a, I, I wanted to keep this to myself, but you did kind of kill my bracket that year. But I wasn't mad, though. Like, I got I got to the end, like I, like I always do. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, going to going into my Final Four. And I think I got knocked out, like, right at the Final Four. But to follow your story was like super, super dope. And then to move it forward, just the, the life of a champion like myself at home, I wanted this past year when nobody played. <laughs> so right. I have I, right. I have like like bro, like nobody played. Like I have this thing with like 10 dudes that we play like every year, like five of us play and I won. I still talk my shit, but you know. Right. I got my redemption. Yeah, um, yeah, you got your redemption. I got mine, so we're good. Yeah, I'm about to say you got <laughs> yours forever. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I just think I like I really, really, really want people to understand. Like, yeah, like this this guy won a championship, and he's like one of the bigger biggest Bengals fans I know in the league. So, talk to me about um, uh, the video, and this is the one thing I was telling you too about the Burrow baby one because oh, yeah. everybody everybody kept on sending it to me thinking like I knew you or something. I'm like, nah, right. I don't know him. Like, nah, like I didn't know. That's how I knew because yeah. I already had Burrow babies and stuff and whatever. Right. Like, is that something you always say or is that like what? <laughs> Man, it's, just- it's, it's honestly funny how that like came about. One, it was just like a kind of a reaction, but like. We like that was like one of the first times going into a draft, like we knew who we were taking for in a while, right? And so, like, I'm sitting on the couch, I'm I like got the butterflies, like I'm a kid or something. And like, uh, he he uh, he got announced, and like, I just I got hyped. I said, Burrow, baby, because I, I know I had said it before, but I didn't remember until like later on. So, I was in the G League a lot this past season, and in the G League, you gotta um, you gotta have a roommate. So you leave the room to yourself on the road. And so I was with this big cat, Eric Mika, played at BYU. He's overseas playing. He had a 10-day with the Kings last year. Super good dude, good player. Um, and, like, like, like we would – we were sharing a room, which, like, is not super ideal as 22, 23, 24-year-olds, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, we just, like, made the most of it. And he, every single time he got in the bed and he was, like, trying to get comfortable – he was like saying he was getting in a burrow, and so he would like scream like "burrow baby," and I just start laughing. And then we'd go to sleep or whatever. And so I think that's kind of how like I, or why I said it is because I had heard before so many times okay. from from, okay. from his ass. But um, but now I have a I have a better story because you had burrow baby first. I gotta get a shirt. I gotta get a shirt or something. See, I don't know the timeline on everything, so I don't I don't even want to claim that. But I will say, me yeah. and Ace were were um one of the first people to take a lot of stones because <laughs> we were, we were a lot of, we were, we kept on talking to everybody about tanking and then everybody was saying, yeah. well, you guys aren't real Bengals fan, but we identified <laughs> this player that we were like, dude, this could change our whole lives right, if we get right. this guy. And it's the one time I've ever rooted for us to lose and we lost and we won with Joe Burrow. So, well, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, let's just be candid. Even if you're rooting for us to win, we probably would have been in the, in the same spot. So, Right, they can say what they want. <laughs> right at that at that time and and everything that's going on now. Fast forward to now, 
We got a big draft coming up a couple nights from now. I don't know if you guys have been following, if you if you and, and whoever you talk to about Bengals, because now you got two other people that you could talk to Bengals about. Right. Anytime you want, <laughs> just, just shoot us a text. Um, but um, have you talked to anybody about it? Have you been watching any of this stuff? Me and Ace have been doing a series called The Civil War, where we made up Team Chase, Team Sewell, and we've been putting all of these different personalities against each other. And we've had them argue it out. It'd be TJ Hushmanzada, Hugh Jackson. The right. list goes on. It was, it was super crazy. Do you have mm-hmm. a, a team that you feel like you're on uh, going into the draft? Oh, my God. So, Or, or is it one of the things that you haven't watched it enough that you don't? No, no, no. I've paid all, all attention. <laughs> okay, okay. Everything. I am the type of person that if these two guys are so great, right, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and these are the – like we want – if we can have both, we should have both. I would be doing everything in my power to get pick four or six on top of five. We don't need first rounders next year or the year after if we're getting these two guys who are – I mean, they're saying Sewell's a pro bowler the second he puts a helmet on. They're saying this is like taking their offense to the next level right away. But if I had to choose a team, I'd probably go Sewell just because it, it, it doesn't matter if you have the weapons if you can't get the ball off. And as much as I, as much as I would probably rather have Chase, I think it's like you got to address the needs first. Um, you know, we got off-season signings uh, and whatnot. But I'd probably go Sewell. But there's a part of me that like, so uh, you know, obviously being from Indianapolis, they praise Chris Brown, uh, Chris Ballard all the time, which he actually is a very good GM, good at what he does, great drafting. And he said this is one of the deepest O-line drafts he's seen in a long time. So then it's like, okay, I could be Team Chase and we could get, you know, the the cat from uh, Notre Dame or Stanford or Alabama. Like, there's, there's right. a lot of them. So. There's some guys. And you can play a flip-flop, too, because the Terrence Marshall kid from LSU might be there, too, in 38. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll go I'll go Team Sewell, though, for, for, your, for your sake. I'll go Team Sewell. Nah, that's not for his sake. That's for my sake because I'm, I'm <laughs> captain of Team Sewell. He is captain yeah. of Team Chase. But I think, like like we've always said, either way, and, and the biggest point is, either way you get a good player. Like, if you get right. Jamar Chase, you're not going to be mad about that. If you get Panay, you're not going to be mad about that. Even if you get Kyle Pitts, I don't think you'll be mad about it. Uh, right. But, like, you said something major there. You said Chris Ballard, who's – the Indianapolis GM is also acknowledging how many good offensive linemen there are. So if the Bengals do do that, we feel like they'll get killed by the national media. But if they come back in the second round and get one of those guys like you named, then I think they'll be good to go. Yeah, I think they're. I think the 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 most important thing in this draft is not pick five. It's the next right. two picks. It's, right. it's, right. it's the next two picks are the most important. I said that to somebody earlier today. I, I wouldn't be surprised too. This is this is two different things that's gonna happen or, or whatever. If four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, then you gotta think, like you were saying earlier, or whatever, like not just getting one guy, you gotta think the phone lines are gonna be off the hook because now the number five spot is essentially like the number one pick for as far as right. any prospect outside of a quarterback. So Dallas is a team that's been, you know, really, really uh, attached to Kyle Pitts. There's a couple of teams that are really, really like 
that really want like Kyle Pitts, but they want to see him get past Atlanta first. I think that that's one thing that's going to happen is that there's going to be a big opportunity to trade back. And then also the second round is you were talking about all those guys. I think that there's going to be a tremendous opportunity to trade out of that pick as well and maybe come out of that with like two guys as well. But Right. Th- those those things are remain to be seen, but you you did right. mention a bunch of good guys that some some of us think they'll be there, some of us don't think that they'll be there. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you, Kyle, is with the current team, who are some of your favorite players? Because sometimes we get Bengals players that watch this, and I'm sure that they probably watch you in the league do your thing. So who are who are some of your favorite players on the Bengals? Oh man, well, most of my from my middle school on. All those favorite players, AJ Greens, you know, Atkins, you know, all those guys aren't with us anymore. Um, so obviously this year was about like I got to like see some new faces and like get attached to those players. So T Higgins off the bat. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow, but we're not going to talk about him because uh, he's everyone's favorite player. But like T Higgins, uh, Jesse Bates being an ACC guy, like I saw and I went to Virginia, so I saw him uh, play. Um, let me think. Uh, I mean, Javon Bernard is another one. He, the mustache, like, that was my guy. Like, one of the, my favorite memories for some reason was uh, Halloween when he did that, had the Miami run. Like, yes. when he was, I don't know, I forget how far it ran. It was over 100 yards, but it was only 50 yards touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, total that's 100 the, yards or whatever. That that highlight and that Jerome Simpson flip, oh, like yeah. probably to me, like two of the most iconic Bengals highlights over the last ten years for sure. And then and then you can just name a Chad Ochocinco uh, uh, celebration, and those are the those are the best ones right there. So <laughs> just yeah. to keep but you because he's an actual like he was a Bengals fan too, so that 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 made me like him even more. For sure. Um, just and you mentioned Ocho Cinco earlier today. Um, I mean, earlier in this interview is that Ocho is going to have a um, a special write up coming up too to watch out too. And it's just talking about the generations uh, that he brought in of fans that kind of mm-hmm. linked in like what you were saying or whatever. And I think they got me and Ace speaking on that a little bit too. So be on the lookout oh. for that. But it, but I think it's really Let dope because there's a big it's a big generation of people that um, you know came in as Bengals fans. I want to go back to basketball really quick, too. One thing that I was really, really big on, like, when I was, like, younger or whatever, it's, like, uh, like McDonald's All-Americans. I was, oh, like, yeah. always, like, like just checking for, like, who do I think. Like, me and my friends, we would go to, like, I would travel to games and just go see, like, I remember even just me going to travel to go. I lived in North Carolina. I would go travel to go see, like, John Wall or different people like that. Even before then, like, early, uh, early Bearcats basketball like Demar Johnson and all these guys like Eric that. Eric Hicks, Deontay Martin, those guys. Man, I man, that squad. I was just I when I went to Cincy last week, I was just telling them about like man, what '99 did for my life. Like I was Jason Maxill or kind of Steve Logan. Man, before, don't get me started. Before then, helicopter. I was <laughs> right, I was with uh, Melvin. Let it. My dad was yes because he went to UC. So. Okay. Yes, sir. Sorry to cut you I, had, I had Mel- I used to cut off Melvin Levitt hot, uh, like thanks for the newspaper because you know maybe I didn't I don't know how, how big ESPN was back then but I used to right. take newspaper clippings and like put them all on my wall and stuff because right. I thought I was gonna be a McDonald's All American. <laughs> Talk to <laughs> me about. <laughs> <laughs> so now you you know like you're you were a McDonald's All American and. I guess just talk to me about like that experience or was that did that mean as much to you at that yeah. time? 
So the the two most important things, well, the, the most important thing to me was Mr. Basketball from State. Just being from Indiana, like you live, breathe, eat, and sleep basketball. Like every barn you pass, every house you pass has a basketball hoop. That's just how it is. So that was number one. And I grew up watching like Greg Oden win it, and you know Cody Zeller and all these guys, uh, Gary Harris, all these guys winning, uh, and then going to the league. So that was number one, just for the tradition and where I was from. But number two is definitely McDonald's All-American. Um, again, all those guys were McDonald's All-Americans. And then, you know, LeBron, Carmelo, like the, the national stage of um, being one of the top 25 or 20 players in the league. Um, or, I mean, in the country, that was that was pretty significant. It's a fun weekend, too. I They have uh, – uh, we go to the Ronald McDonald House, which is dope, giving back, going to the community one night. And it, it was in Chicago, or at least it was when I was there. And then the night before the game is like the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Uh, so I did both of those, and I actually got second in both of those. Um, and then uh, in the game, um, uh, I don't think our team won. I don't even remember if we won or not. Like it was just like the, just being there was enough. I don't even know if we won or if I played good or not. But um, my my class is also like like one of the better classes in the last 10 years, like Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Bam Adebayo, Alonzo Ball, like all these guys are – Miles Bridges and I was killing, like all these heat. guys are my class. So. Heat, super uh, heat. I got <laughs> to ask you one question because you always see these crazy people that come out there and they're like, oh, I could be in the NBA and stuff like that. One question I just want to ask you just so people can know how great NBA players are. How many shots can you make in a row? Like if like on average, how many do you just make in a row where it's just like nothing but net? Like this is easy. Yeah. I mean, in a row, it's gonna be like for like a really good shooter, it's gonna be anywhere from like ten to sixteen, seventeen in a row. Like easy, but we do this one hundred club and, and dudes are getting it's it's you make however many shots it takes you to make a hundred shots. And we got dudes making 100 out of 112, 100 out of 114. Like, it's – it's and, and the, other, the other misconception is, like, they say that we don't play defense, which isn't true. I, I mean, I'll give you, like, game 58 on a back-to-back on a six-game road trip. Like, dudes are tired. They may not give their full effort for every single play. But it's also just that everyone is just great offensively. It doesn't matter if you play defense. Like – the 11th man on the bench, which is pretty much where I am, like, th- these dudes will give you buckets at buckets. any time. Super like, it, like Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Burke played at, played at Michigan. We just yeah. played uh, Dallas last Fat, night. Fast as hell. Came off, came off the bench. He hadn't played in, like, three games. Came off the bench, had 19 in 18 minutes. Like, just they're ready. Boban Marnjanovic, the 7-3 Serbian, same team. Mm-hmm. He had like ten points in seven minutes. Like right. everyone is is a bucket, and all these guys on Twitter that are trolling. Just let them troll because they they can't back it up. So, so you don't buy into the narrative. So when you watch like the old guys like uh, Charles Barkley and all them get on get on TNT, and then they're like, "Man, we would have put him on his back and all this other stuff yeah. like that." And, and, it, I mean, and, it, and you and you played Curry what two nights ago or something like that? Yeah, I think yeah, two nights ago. Yeah, like just witnessing somebody like that, or some even just some of the guys. I don't even go A list. I just go like you know B C list. Like some of these guys that you're just saying like everybody's a bucket. Like, yeah. how do you feel like it stacks up? I know there's some players like Jordan and the McGrady's yeah, 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 and, and yeah. other world that translate, but just in general, like, do you feel like 
do you you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that's an even thing, or is it like it, more lopsided than what people think? It's it's tough because personally, I would say just my opinion. I'm not right or wrong, but I would say like my generation's a little bit more like skilled down the line. Um, but you also, when you know, Barkley's talking about putting people on their ass, and you know, it was way more physical back then. That's not necessarily the players; that's the refs. Like, it's just ref differently now, and the players adapt to how the game is is ref. So, you know, you got James Harden, uh, you know, bobbing his head all the time, or Mike Conley comes on the screen and tries to shoot right away because their arms are like that's just how those those are fouls now, and it's smart basketball to get fouled. So, like, if you said, hey. The 90s refs ref now, then see how it plays out. Then we could talk. Or, you know, if these refs were refing in the 80s, then, like, there's just so many variables and, and, and different uh, outcomes to to how that would play out because of all the, the moving parts. There's more than just, like, oh, we are more physical or we're more talented. Like, there's a, there's a lot more to it. Those days back then, 11th and 12th, man, they could get buckets too. Um I would just personally think, obviously, I didn't play back then, so I would just personally think from what my experience is, is like these guys are a little bit more athletic and a, and a, and a little bit more talented or uh, skilled. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. Like the athleticism that we have now, and it's no shot about any of those dudes back in the day. It's just it just evolves with, with the generations over time. Like even if you look at football, it's kind of the same thing. You start seeing guys like – John Ross run four two twos and, and, and crazy yeah. mind blowing and stuff like that. But one thing I want to ask you about is with you being an actual player, who would you say are some of like the underrated NBA stars that like nobody talks about, but like you've seen them or had accounts from other people that were like, this dude is getting yeah. buckets. Like nobody's talking about him. It's funny you say that because uh, me and my teammate Justin James, whenever we're playing another team, throughout the season, we, like, basically make a roster of 10 players that, like, a little bit underrated. Like, I mean, Damian Lillard's on my list, which he's not underrated anymore, but he's always been, like, just pushed to the side a little bit. So he's on my – like, we try not to do very many superstars. So, like, Joe Ingles is on my list from Utah Jazz. Like, he's a hooper. Uh, Rui Hachimura from the Wizards, hooper. Um who else doesn't get any love? Um, I mean, Steph's not on my team, but just because we're talking about it, like I, he's not even in the MVP race. I don't know how that's possible. Like, you don't think that a lot of good cats. you don't feel like that's changed within like the last week or so? I feel like it's a drastic Maybe. change because I feel like right before like this week, it was something I was I think it was like Bleacher Report. It was some of the right. four or five finalists. It had Embiid like number two. I forgot who they had number MB, one. They got a. Dude from the Nuggets, Joker. Joe, yeah, Jokic. Yeah, the okay. Joker's yeah. one right now. Uh, Giannis uh, is three. I'm trying they to think. Yeah. Curry. But they usually they only take Randall in there. They yeah, they they Randall only in take there. three finalists, like finalists right. at the end of the season. So, um, I just think the last week or so, like Curry's on this crazy run, yeah. though, that I, that I think has changed it a little bit where I don't know. Maybe I pay attention to too many comments, but like in the comment section, everybody's like, How's Curry not on this list? And then Curry from going there, crazy right now. I mean, and he's going crazy. like, <laughs> shoot, yeah. uh, uh, Westbrook going crazy too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like they just had their first loss like last night. They had like an eight-game winning streak themselves. Yeah. The next I would Julius Randle for sure. Yeah, Julius, like you were saying, Julius Randle for sure be on my list. 
Um, right. I also would put a little bias here, but I would put Darren Fox, Harrison Barnes on there. Like, Jeez, yeah. es- especially Fox. Like, I don't know how he did it. If he didn't make the all-star team, fine. But, like, they made it seem like he wasn't even consideration. I was just I don't yeah, – He's a dog. Fox he's, is a dog. He's nasty. So, um, so quick. So, yeah, those, how- are, those are my guys, though. Um, talk to me, I guess, uh, this, this is probably my last basketball question, whatever. Like, what is the adjustment, like, going back from your Virginia days, going from 35 minutes per game to now the rough and tough, you know, on the road, you know, NBA lifestyle. Now, you know, the last couple games I've seen that you, you picked up some minutes, <laughs> whatever, right? But for right, us, right. you know, I'm on the East Coast, so I don't really even see Kings games at all. But, like, you know, like, talk to me about that adjustment. I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with, like, you're saying, like, everybody's a bucket, so it's, like, hard to kind of get a little some time, really. Yeah, no, you just – it's, you know, I, I realize it's not, it's not up to me. It's just, you know, I just got to be ready, and when, when my numbers call, I got to try to produce and earn a couple extra minutes. Um, I I did. It's funny. I went from literally leading the NCAA in minutes played over the course of season two playing in – three games last year and I played in like 25, 26 this year um, in, in small spurts. So it's definitely an adjustment. Like it's just how the game is. Like if I go in and miss two shots, I'm probably done. I'm probably done for the night um, on most nights. Just that's just how it is. But if I hit those two shots, maybe I earned a little bit of leeway. So um, it's definitely adjustment. Like when we do that 100 club shooting drill that I was telling you about, like, we don't warm up before. We just literally, like, come to the gym 30 minutes before meeting on a game day, and we just start shooting. There's no warm-up because, like, I'm coming off the bench. Like, I'm not going to be lathered up, and, you know, I've already shot 300 shots right before this, so I'm good. Like, it's, it's just not how it how it works, so. No, I see somebody in a comment saying that we know nothing about the Kings. That's not true, bro. Aaron <laughs> Fox is a dog. I know about. I actually uh, Ace, Ace, Ace uh, a gambler though, so he know about card collection. So <laughs> I got Halliburton here holding oh, it yeah. down, and I'm a, I'm gonna take it even further. I remember Bobby Jackson, Chris Webber, Vlade Divac, Jason Williams, Mike Bibby. Come on now, the Kings used to get off back in the day. For yeah, yeah, sure. those dudes run the city like. They that, do, bro. That that, that, that team was good. Christy yeah. Page and Stoyakovich. Come on now. And and Come they talk now. and they were talking that talk like, yeah, we got them. Like, but do you remember? Like, they should have the beat the Lakers. They should have yeah. beat the like. They got cheated. Big shot, out of Bob, that. man. Big shot, Bob. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you the other thing too. Ace is the biggest Lakers fan that you'll ever meet from a Bengals oh, standpoint. Really? As well. So yeah, like that he's an op for real the whole time you talking. Nah, to me, I mean, I mean <laughs> even as a Lakers fan though, like so when I was out in Cali. Where I lived at, they actually showed the Kings games more. And yeah, I was a Kobe fan and Shaq and Lakers fan. How could you? But that wrong is just wrong, bro. 2002 was wrong. Like when you see uh, Mike Bibby get elbowed in the face and his his nose is leaking, and they called a foul on him. Nah, bro. Like that, you just can't. You just can't do that. (laughs) Let let me. All right. I do have one more basketball. Uh, champ, the the finals this year. Who wins in the series? Nets, uh, Lakers. If, if 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 the Kings don't make it to the championship, yeah. The if, the, is, if the Kings, yeah, like if the Kings right. don't make it, I'm, I'm, of course. No, I know I, y'all about to go on I, like a. What do we got? Fifteen games left. Eighteen games. Yeah, like th- maybe less. I think it's like 13, thirteen. I think. Okay. I, I mean, I will never bet against LeBron. So 
that, that gives you my answer. I'm, I just, I, I don't, I think they have enough rebounding uh, defense and then him and AD alone, I think they have enough to, to 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 beat the Nets. Nets are tough though. And my and my guy Joe Harris from UVA played there too. So that'd be hard to root against. Yeah, Joe Harris. So I, I would just want to see a good. I would just want to see a good series. Right. Which, which I just want to see everybody so. healthy. I want everybody to yeah. play. I want everybody yeah. to play. That's my biggest wish. Um, yeah. going going to the Bengals. Let's 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 get back to football for a second. Right. What do you think? Uh, coming up this upcoming year, you know, you talk, you made a, one of the best points, and I'm gonna think about that a lot after this uh, interview too. Is like this this season or this draft isn't going to be defined by the number five pick. But outside of the number five pick, what are some keys that you just see as you're like watching the games, or what do you think has to happen to change like what's going on? We've had like Mike Daniels and different guys that we've interviewed that are really really about like the the attitude in the locker room, different things like that. But are some things that you want to see the Bengals, like, do better? Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the – the he, Mike Daniels is 100% right. So I came from UVA and Coach Tony Bennett is like, he has that culture on lock. You're not changing it. And if you think you are changing it, you're not going to be there very long. Like, that is something that I always hold on to. And I, and I think that's why we were so, so successful – so I would definitely say that. Um, I'll say maybe like again, I'm no football coach, but like some of our play calling sometimes is just like it'll be second and six and we'll run like a reverse flea flicker or something like that. Like just like stuff like that, <laughs> or it's or it's second and one and we just get the first down. Like let's let's throw a deep. We didn't really have the deep threat, that's why we're so keen on taking Jamar Chase, but like let's try to get something, you know going going down the field but um those would be my my two main things and and making sure that we protect joe at all costs like that's it's starting to get cliche because everyone's saying it but it's just like the god's honest truth like it doesn't matter what our schemes are it doesn't matter if we have a good attitude in the locker room or not if he's not out there you know what i mean now that's well the one thing i gotta ask you which jersey do you like the most i know we got the new jerseys now which one do you like the most out of the black, white, and and uh, the orange? So my favorite part actually is just the pants in general. I really like the pants for all of them. <clears throat> I think I'm old school. Like the black and orange is just like so yeah. tough to me. Hard to beat. Um, but I, a close second would be the whites. The white is that. White is I mean, too. even our, like our color rush whites last year were crazy too. So like. Colors, you can't yeah, lose. Yeah, you can't lose with those. So I would say I was black and orange just because that's what most of my jerseys were were growing up, and that's like whenever you think of the Bengals, you think of the helmet, and then you think of the black jersey. So. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you too. Um, like I said, I was at Paul Brown Stadium last week when they had the jersey unveil. Right. And one thing up close, and like you mentioned, the pants, the white and orange pants. Like they just got like this different kind of gloss to the orange part of it. Oh, like yeah. as as a as a player, I just think like when they throw them white and the oranges on it, it doesn't really show that good. When I look at pictures, I'm like, dang, it don't look as right. crazy as I thought it would. But like in person, like the white and orange uh, pants, like it, they just look, I don't know, something crazy. real crazy about them. Yeah. I now how they, they pair them like, up, I don't know how. That's what I was just gonna say. I hope they don't do like black top, white bottom. 
or you know white and black bottoms obviously with the orange you gotta mix it but i i like the i think it's so clean black on black and white on white I think that black on black and and nighttime, like like that prime that prime time game, it, it's yeah. so simple. But like on camera, like just on TV, yeah. like the all yeah. black at nighttime is gonna look so crazy sure. to me. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, that was all I had for you right now. Ace, did you have anything yeah. else? No, nah, I just want to thank you, Kyle, for you know being general, which generous with your time. We truly appreciate that, man. Definitely, we'll be talking more Bengals with you. Uh, sure. Online, offline, whatever. It, it it was just a dope conversation, and I'm glad that you uh, came out here and hung with us, bro. Glad to have yeah. someone like you and Huda Nation for sure. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it, guys. Huda always. Tell everybody where they can find you at too, because there's a lot of people that just only watch football that never even seen a basketball. Right. Somebody, somebody yeah. messaged me and said, "What is basketball?" Like that's how <laughs> that's how crazy that's how crazy our football fans. Because you know it'd be people in here from Germany and all types of countries right. and stuff over here. They be like, bro, like, what's going on? So tell everybody yeah. like where they can find you at on like Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, at Kyle J Guy for both. Um, yeah, I'm pretty active on on uh, Instagram and Twitter actually. Um, I don't. I like to argue about football on Twitter, so I do that. Oh yeah. Um, and, then, and then basketball, <laughs> basketball. I mean, now uh, Instagram. You know, I post a lot of basketball stuff and and, and my bangers. I mean, the bro baby. That was an Instagram. That was right, an Instagram right. vid. So yeah, that's where I saw that. I'm on Instagram heavy. That's why I saw yeah. it. I noticed on yeah. So so now I got two days to convert you over to Team Chase. So I got you on Twitter. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at your neck for the next two days. Um, crazy thing, I'm more worried. You want about, Chase? Like you want Chase? I, 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 want, yeah, I do. Want I know him, you want to score. We both no, want him. But we both I want. The, I hope one through four just takes care of the problem for me. Right. Either take Chase or take Sewell, so I don't have to stress and I just like. Happy with the decision, you know what I mean? It's not though. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I'm telling you right now. The only thing that's gonna happen is is either gonna be Cal Pitts at number four, or it's gonna be a quarterback at number four, and then it's gonna leave Chase and Sue even if they sitting right. Even if they say they're gonna trade Julio, they're not gonna do it before the draft because of the the cap hit. They got to do that afterwards. So and but then that don't mean they couldn't take Chase. They can figure that and out. It, it, it does not make sense for them. Don't you talk to <laughs> hey, don't you hey, don't you get me off my stance right here? All right. I'm it does not make it. sense. I've already sold everybody in the whole world on Team Chase. So yeah. we don't mess this up for me right now. I think even I think even if that were to happen, I think the Bengals were still going chase, like no matter what. And somebody in the chat here, I don't know how true it is. He claims that he talked to somebody close to the staff and they said that it's Chase at five. They've been saying it's Chase at five though. We got yeah, a couple, been, couple affiliates. That. It's a couple affiliates. I got some people that work out at Joe's gym. I got a lot of different people that I talk to that I feel as though feel like it's been Jim, Chase I saw, for a while. I saw I saw you reposted something saying that Sewell wasn't that good. Do you like uh, that uh like some it was an article, you didn't actually say it. Do you like you think he, he's a bust? No, no, no. I feel like uh, Sewell, if he was in last year's draft, he would have been a third tackle taken behind Andrew Thomas and worse. I also feel like he's not generational. So a lot of people thought that generational term, the only thing that's generational about him is his body type or whatever. But as far as like skill and everything like that, I think he's going to have a lot of bad reps in the NFL. And I'm ready for those growing pains. And I think he would be the best offensive lineman on our team. But how that translates to wins, I just don't think it happens fast enough. Yeah. 
if you if you've been in the Indianapolis area and you know how the Colts did it, to me it'd be go get Sewell, then come back second round, go get the Alabama kid Leatherwood, and just go get a top ten offensive line, and we block the hell out of everybody. But yeah, I don't they, think they're they going to with Quentin Nelson. Oh my right, God, so they did it with Quentin Nelson so and Brett, and, and that's another point. He's not Quentin Nelson. He's not. He's nowhere near. I mean, they play two different positions. Bro. They, they bro, play you're not gonna. Re- you're not gonna read no article of any scout anybody I, telling you he's anything like. But he won the Allen Trophy agree, at nineteen. He, he won the Allen Trophy at nineteen. Who, who okay. did that? Three positions. Three positions. He wasn't yeah. just tackle or just guard. He had right. couple snaps at center. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I feel you. I, I think mean, for I, for me, what makes him generational. It's just like with Kyle Pitts. You talk about his wingspan, his physicals, the physical attributes of Panay being 330 pounds and moving that fast. That's what I think is, is why yeah. people consider him generational. And then for him to win the Outland Trophy, which is the best lineman in the nation at 19, that's just not normal. But is he is he Quentin Nelson? Nah, because Quentin Nelson is like the guard of a lifetime. Like before not Quentin Nelson – He's we didn't see guards going in the top I, ten. He's, a, he, he's the only lineman I've ever like sat down and watched highlights of. Right. Before yeah, Sewell, just because I wanted crazy. to know about Sewell, but like, like watching Quinn, I was like, wow, this dude is nice. Go watch, go yeah. watch Tristan Worse. The, the reason why Baker Mayfield isn't touched or whatever, like go watch, go watch worse. Like go watch like, You're talking like, about not worse. The I mean, other, um, dude. other the, kid from Alabama. The guy that the Browns just got. Oh, Jedrick. Jedrick, Jedrick, Will. Will. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills, like, yeah, like I don't I don't even think he's better than that, in my opinion. Just but when you go watch Quentin Nelson, yeah, absolutely pancaking, just jumping all on people. Like all it right. looks insane, like watching, <laughs> like watching yeah. highlights. Like, and then when you watch Sewell, I mean his arms are like this the whole entire time, guys. Like, oh, you know, y- y'all haven't got he's over the people record. on the ground. Come on now. He's I'm throwing people on the ground. <laughs> I'm messing with y'all, man. I, yeah. I gotta, he do be in his he be in his pictures like this, like though, a bro. T-Rex. All his pictures be like this, or he throwing up like that. He be with the gang and everything, throwing up like y'all really want that? <laughs> really want him throwing up his little gang signs? They be like this. Yeah, I saw him putting on them jays. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he, he had the MJ jersey. Oh, you know what I was going to ask you, Kyle? The other what? day, or what did you say that yesterday? You said Rod Wave hit different at night. I need to find out oh, who yeah. you. Who are you currently? Yes, who are you currently listening to right now? Because I'm not a Rod Wave fan, but I just want to know, like, okay. who are you? Who are you currently listening to, like, right now? Like, if we handed, if I handed you the Ox Core right now, who are you playing? Yeah, I'm playing for sure Rod Wave, um, especially that new album, and it does hit differently at night. Maybe you should try that. Maybe that's what the setting you need to be in to <laughs> to listen to him. Wind right. down. I, I probably on. need your car too. Window at night, past 8 p.m., windows down with the heat on, real, real light heat, so you don't get too cold. Just soul fly the way through. Okay. Um, and then Russ, I listen to Russ a lot. He be talking okay. like, okay. like real shit, which I enjoy. Um, and I'm big, I'm big in reggae, so I listen to um, – Actually, I listen to a lot of Hawaiian reggae, which is probably why I have a slight bias to Panay just being born and whatnot. So, okay, uh, you got put me on the like. I listen to reggae, like old reggae, like like yeah, like you got put me on to some of that because I'm always expanding my playlist. So I need I need some of that, honestly. Those are those are, but the the first two is pretty much all I've been listening to lately. Uh, Ace, what does that say right there? I'm Team Chase. What do you want to read that from Henry? 
<laughs> Oh, my bad. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Nah, 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 nah. I was reading. Henry, Henry Kershaw, uh, $10 super chat. Appreciate you, bro. I am Team Chase, but I also want Cornell Powell in the